Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com Happy Thursday evening and welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show bringing you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. To get in touch, you can pop me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103 or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. So what's happening tonight on the show? So I am joined by director of a Midlands set football drama who will be on to talk about their upcoming cinema release. The Bialtana Festival 2023, we will find out all the latest on what Leash County Council have organised and that celebrates the arts and creativity as we age. Westmead's singer-songwriter Eleanor Muera will tell all on her music journey and her latest song, Start Again. But first, I was very, very lucky to have attended the opening night of Michael Collins, a musical drama performed by the Tullamore Musical Society in the new Esker Arts Centre. So it runs until tomorrow evening and it vividly brings to life the events of the 1916 Rising, the War of Independence and the Irish Civil War. And it also goes through the characters' lives of Michael Collins, his adversary Eamon de Valera, his close friend and colleague Harry Boland, and the object of his affection, Kitty Kernan. So I was very lucky to be able to catch up with director Pat McGowan and chairperson of the Tullamore Musical Society, Colin Hughes, who also plays Joe Emmett. I am joined by director Pat McElwain, who's <laughs> directing Michael Collins in the new Esther Arts Centre. Pat, thanks so much for joining me. Delighted to be here, Shannon. Thank you very much. How do you feel after opening night? Oh, I'm absolutely delighted now. The, the reaction has been phenomenal. Um, you know, you're all, it's always that kind of little bit of trepidation when you're putting on something, you know, in a new venue, and for, you know, with a new cast in front of a new audience. And uh, you're just kind of hoping that they, the audience will appreciate um, everything that you put into the show. But the, the reaction has been phenomenal. It really has. And I'm delighted for Tullamore Musical Society and, and for the Esker uh, Arts Centre because it's their first kind of big production as well. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting time for, uh, you know, for, for all of those reasons. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a wonderful, uh, wonderful first um, kind of, you know, dipping the toe into the, the Esker Arts Theatre for the group. And uh, as I say, the reaction has been just brilliant. And how do you feel seeing all of your hard work over the last few months come to life on the stage? Oh, look, it's it's just it's a rush of emotion. It really is because, you know, you put so much hard work into it. You, you, you know, um, the cast have worked so, so hard. You know, the, the thing to, to, to kind of remember is that, you know, these are all, you know, people who are teachers, nurses, accountants you know, solicitors, you know, all walks of life. And they're coming together, you know, to, to kind of, you know, to, to, for their, their common hobby, musical theatre, and putting on what is effectively a, a, a professional standard of, of, of production. And, and for me then, just to see all of that kind of come to fruition, you know, from my end and, you know, from the production uh, team's point of view, Deirdre Brown and also um, Enda, who's our musical director, like to be able to... Um, to sit back and watch it finally unfold on the stage. It's like, do you know what? It, the, the, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you uh, how how amazing a feeling it is because you, you've kind of lost control of that stage, and you know you just let it happen. And uh, as I say, just you know when you get the feedback from the audience and you get the, you know the the, the kind of the buzz. Um, 
out in the foyer afterwards and everybody is kind of talking about the show and what they love. It's, it's, it's brilliant. But I'm delighted for the cast particularly because, you know, it is hard slog. You know, they're coming in after a day's work to rehearse and, you know, spending weekends rehearsing as well, time away from family and, you know, they have to kind of forget all of their... Um, you know, all of the, the issues that are going on for them and come in and, 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 and you know, and, and work hard, you know, for maybe six hours at a time on a Sunday. And, uh, you know, this is the payoff for them. It's, 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 it's fantastic. Oh, it's honestly, from, from what I have seen, my jaw was on the floor. It was just a spectacular thing to watch. It was absolutely incredible. So hands down, thank you so much for, for being involved in this. And I guess how has the preparations been over the last few months? So it kind of, the, the the genesis of it really is, you know, I, I got a phone call almost a year ago now from Colin Hughes, the, the chairperson of the society, um, to see would I be interested in, in coming on board as, as director. Now, I had directed for the group last year, the, uh, in uh, they did the Adams Family in the GAA Centre, and uh, I loved the show. Um, I had worked on it before in Dublin, and... Um, you know, so I was excited at the prospect of of, of of doing it again. But also, like, the thing that really sold it to me was the Tullamore Society. They're just a wonderful bunch of people. And I knew how exciting it was going to be for them going into the new venue. And, you know, this is their new home now in the Esther Arts Centre. So, you know, I knew it was going to be a special year for them. Uh, so, yeah, so... Um, that was kind of the, the the start of it. We went through the audition process then, um, and you know it's incredible the amount of talent that comes through the doors for, for 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 auditions. And this is the kind of show as well that it's rarely done because the rights aren't um, readily available. Um, you know, they're, they're, the rights holders are quite they 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 limit the amount of groups that can that can do it in any given year. Um, so there's always a big buzz about it when it does come around. So you know the. The, the talent that, that that kind of you know it had a draw from that end of it and we were blown away so you know we could we could have cast the show maybe twice over um but we were delighted then with the with the the, the final decisions that we made and um you know that kind of make makes the hard work all worthwhile and i know it was a cast of about 60 or so people and i mean you've you've sold out shows every single night so you've definitely done the hard work and done very well at it yeah, and, and it's funny, Shannon. I mean, it's—I mean, I've worked with an awful lot of societies all around the country, um, and the big kind of the big stress for any musical society and any committee of a musical society is, you know, selling seats, getting bums on seats, and you know, trying to um, trying to get the revenue in. Because I mean, the the reality is that for most musical societies in the country, you know, even selling out, you're not going to break even. So a huge amount of um, fundraising goes on behind the scenes as well, and uh, so but it is so so important uh, from a financial point of view for them to 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 get bums on seats, as I say. So, you know, unbelievably, and it rarely rarely happens, but unbelievably, like with a couple of weeks to go, the show was sold out completely, which is kind of unheard of really in musical theatre circles around the country. So, you know, usually you're coming up to you know the last weekend's rehearsal and cast are being kind of hounded to sell tickets and you know there's, there's a real push on social media to try and sell tickets well it's the exact opposite at the moment I'm getting phone calls and texts from friends of mine who you know um, would usually go to see every show around you know and they're like Pat any chance of a ticket any chance of a ticket any chance of a ticket I'm like lads this sold out weeks ago you know <laughs> um, you know Leo Varadkar himself and the, the lads they, they wouldn't be able to get their hands on a ticket at this stage you know? <laughs> so um, you know that, and, and that's a, that's a fantastic um, position to be in for the group you know that they that they 
they, they have that kind of comfort of knowing it. But it's also great for the group in terms of um, having having a sold out audience every night. There's no there's no feeling like it when you're when you're playing to a to a full house. And um, you know, I mean, it can be you know a little bit kind of soul destroying sometimes if if you're performing in front of a theatre that's only half full. So you know, it's it it's all good from that point of view. No, it's it's a fantastic show and it had standing ovations on opening night, which is amazing. But look, I will let you go because I know you have shows that you need to do this evening and later on in the week. But thank you so much and best of luck with the rest of the shows. And again, congratulations. And thank you, Shannon, for all the support. I uh, really appreciate it. Big thanks again to director Pat McElwin. And coming up, chairperson of the Tullamore Musical Society, Colin Hughes, joins me. First off, congratulations on an absolutely spectacular show. It was absolutely incredible, especially to watch. How do you feel after it? Yeah, thanks a million, Shannon, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was, like, it, it's, such, it's such a massive, massive show from so many different aspects of it. Um, and it's hard to know at any point when you come off after a show what it was received like from the audience until we started talking to people and we realised what an impact it was after having an audience. We're shattered, like as a cast, we're shattered by the end of the two and a half hours. It's a real roast of a show. And obviously, as you've seen, it, it, is, it is quite emotional at, towards the end. So as a cast, we're shattered. But when, we, when we're hearing the feedback we're getting there, uh, it, 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 it's so lovely to hear all the, all the good feedback. And it has a cast of over 60 people, as far as I know. Yeah, I think it is. Last count was 60-something there. Yeah, but thank God we... We have our, our, our new art centre and the great big stage that we have in there to fit them all. So are, are we very, very lucky that we can put them all in there? But it, um, but two, 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 a one, they're all just absolutely outstanding and have all worked so, so hard to make it the show that it is right now. And it's brilliant to have it in the new Esker Art Centre and a place for you guys to call home now for the, for the future. Oh, it's incredible, Shannon. I, I've been working for this for years personally. Um, you know, on, on my own bat, but then from, obviously from the musical society point of view, I've never had a theatre to work in, in like the, the society was founded in 1955 and we've never been in a theatre. Um, so to have this, it's just like between obviously the size of the stage, as I've said, but then, you know, the dressing room facilities and just the standard things that most people that work in a theatre have that we just never have. And it, it's kind of just, it's so lovely to have all that. And I, I feel we, we definitely deserve it, you know. Definitely. And the performance you've put on, just the passion that the characters have on stage and yourself, because you played Joe Emmett in the musical. It's, I can understand that you're tired after it because you're, you're putting everything into it and you can see that. And I think that's what the crowd appreciates as well. Yeah, I, I think it is. And, that, and that's a lovely kind of give back to us as well, you know, because... You know, we we have to work under a director, and and he obviously works to get the best out of us, and and you know at his job. And but we have to go with him, and we have to trust in him, and and we've done that. And yeah, and and that's a lovely thing to, to be able to do to to be able to hear from an audience that you know we we saw every single thing you gave to that show, you know, and and you get that back then. So it's a lovely fulfilling feeling to have. And it's it's a show that's sold out every day that it's being performed, which is incredible. Yeah, we were sold out four weeks before we opened. Um, you know, and a lot of people were saying, you know, that oh, a lot of people there was things going on that, that the art centre was too small for the musical society, and there's a lot of people saying that, even though that came out of nowhere. You know, um, we have the same number of people 
seeing this as we would most years. Uh, we put on an, an extra couple of shows. Um, but I think between the art centre, the new art centre, and then Michael Collins is, you know, it, it's not done that often and it's such a powerful show. So I think between the two, just the tickets were gone. And I think from the day they went on sale to the day they were all sold out, it was less than two weeks. Yeah, so for us, that's, that's you know, we, we I... I don't think we've ever had a sellout before. Obviously, it's different in the theatre, but yeah, look, it's it, we're, we're thrilled and sure the phone. The only unfortunate thing about it is the phone. My phone's melting with people looking for tickets, and there's absolutely nothing we can do. Like there's absolutely, it's completely out of our hands. Colin, thank you so much for coming on, and best of luck with the rest of the shows. It's an unreal achievement for you guys, and I'm delighted that you have a home for yourselves now. It's amazing, and thanks so much for the support, Shannon. We really appreciate it. Oh, any time. Any time at all. Thanks, Emil. Big thanks again to Pat and Colin for chatting to me about the musical. So from a musical to a movie, I will have one of the directors of the Midlands shot film Lakelands on next, right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com Now on Encore with Shannon Fogarty, I am joined by director Patrick McGivney and he is one of the directors that has directed an IFTA-nominated film called Lakelands, which is to be released in cinemas tomorrow. Patrick, thank you so much for joining me. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. So, Lakelands tells the story of Kean, a footballer who gets attacked on a night out and struggles to come to terms, basically, with a career-ending injury. Injury. Can you tell us a little bit more about the story? Yeah, well, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. But I suppose the film itself is an exploration of GA culture, um, as well as kind of small-town culture. Um, I suppose for us, when we sat down to write, um, our first feature, we just felt that there was a huge opportunity there to depict the world of um, club football. Um, it's a very interesting world, very unique um, aspect of Irish culture that is unique to Ireland. And we just felt that there was a big opportunity there, there to um, depict it. And we felt someone was going to do it and it might as well be club footballers to uh, actually make the first GFM. And you've actually filmed most of this on your father's farm, which is local to the Midlands. It is indeed, yeah. We, we, we shot it on my dad's farm uh, in Granard. So, um, yeah, we shot it during calving season. So it was it was going to be a, a busy couple of weeks anyway for him. But um, it turned out to be uh, a much busier few weeks. But uh, look, he's, he's been a good sport and he's always uh, supported us. So um, he, he let us have the run with this. And that's so sweet. And I know that Lakelands had its world premiere at the Galway Film Fla last summer, and that's where it picked up Best Irish Film Prize, and both of the actors in it, Aina Hardwick and Danielle Galligan, uh, won awards that day as well. But you're also nominated for four IFTAs, including Best Film Actor and Actress. How does that feel to have your film recognised yeah. like this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty mad, to be honest with you. Like, I think when we were making the film in the Granite Community Centre a year and a half ago, we never expected to be going to the IFTAs in, in May. But um, I look quite delighted and, and we're over the moon for Danny and Aina because they're just extremely talented and uh, like we were absolutely delighted to, to get them on board and they're, they're really exceptional in the film and they, they really kind of um, elevated the, the, the film as a whole and, and um, yeah, we're just delighted for them to be recognised as well and for everyone that kind of worked on the film um, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hopefully a good night in, in, uh, at the IFTAs on uh, Sunday. And 
this is going out to cinemas nationwide tomorrow. So I know there are going to be a few listeners that will be very, very excited to go and see it. So is there anything without, you know, spoiling it that would have been your favorite part of the film? Um, yeah, I suppose uh, we made the film in the middle of COVID. And so I think it was just before Omicron started taking over. And so um, for for us and for all the extras and cast and crew, none of us had actually been in a pub or a nightclub for about a year and a half until the making of, of Lakelands. And because it was obviously a film shoot, we were able to um, shoot in nightclub and, and, and a couple of pubs. So... I think those scenes were, were our favourite and I think they were um, the most enjoyable for, for all the extras and, and the cast as well. And, and we really had a fun time in the spiral tree in Longford uh, depicting uh, a rural nightclub uh, with a bit of authenticity and accuracy um, and then a whole host of, of pubs in, in, in Granard. And, and we got great support from the local community who all came out and did extra and um, yeah added a bit of uh, local flavour to those scenes. So I think they were my favourite for sure. And I was actually, you just answered, I was just going to ask you, how have you found the support from the local community been while filming? Yeah, it's been amazing. Like, I think, you know, the film itself, um, you know, we, we didn't have a, a massive budget and I, I don't think we, we wouldn't have been able to make it without the support of our local community. And once we actually went into production, like everyone in, in Granard and the county of Longford kind of came out to, to support us and encourage us and, um, our local GA team, so Mary Spannards, um, came out in full support as well. And um, I suppose that gave us a lot of confidence just to have the backing of the community and our, our friends and our families. So um, without them, the, the film would never have came to fruition. So um, we definitely owe them a lot. I think we called in all our favours. I'm not sure we have any left to call in. Um, but look, we're, um, we're, we're over the moon to, to, have been, to have had the opportunity, I suppose, to just depict the Midland culture and uh, a small town in the Midlands and, and hopefully, um, you know, other towns in, in the Midlands can see a bit of themselves in our depiction of, of Granite. And I know it's based on a GAA story, but you're you're fairly familiar with the sport as well, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah, I am indeed. I, I, I've played um, with Granard for, um, for about 12 years now and myself and Robert um, uh, kind of grew up playing um, underage football for Granard as well. So, um, yeah, we, we, we probably do know it quite a bit. Um, but, uh, look, we love it and we're very passionate about the GA and we, it's the lifeblood of um, so many communities around the country. And um, we just, you know, felt very privileged to have the opportunity to depict the culture. And but while not kind of, you know, to shine a light on the positive aspects, of course, but not, you know, shying away from um, some of the more challenging aspects of the culture and to depict those with a bit of accuracy as well. So I guess Lakelands actually does tackle themes like loss and grief and resilience. So what sort of message do you hope the audience takes home, takes away from the film? Yeah, like I, hopefully a, a hopeful message, I suppose. Um, I suppose for us, you know, we're very proud to be from the Midlands. We're proud to be from Longford. And, um, you know, we, you know, there's oftentimes a misconception um, nationally that the people from this part of the country are, are always keen to escape and get out and, that's not our experience. We're very proud to be where we're from. And, and we hope that, you know, people from small towns, small communities around the country will watch Lakelands and, and feel a sense of pride in their own uh, community and, and to feel, I, I suppose, represented. And so hopefully that's kind of the, the key takeaway. But yeah, it, it, hopefully it's a, it's a, it's a, positive, uh, it's a positive takeaway for, for the audience.
And I know there are a lot of people that are going to be very, very excited to see you tomorrow. But last question, just before I let you go, where did the idea for Lakelands come from? Um, I, that's a good question, actually. Um, we, we made a short film before Lakelands um, called Tristan, and that was the first time we'd tried to depict our world, the world that we kind of grew up in and knew quite well. And um, I suppose that was a depiction of um, our friend group when we were kind of in our early 20s and maybe late teenage years. And um, I suppose that got a, 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 was well, well received and um, that gave us a lot of confidence that, you know, our world, our depiction of our world could find an audience. So I suppose that was the, uh, the genesis of Lakeland. Um, but then we kind of fleshed out the story and fleshed out the world and, and added more characters. And um, I suppose rural Ireland for us is just, um, it's, it's it's fertile ground when you're when you're trying to write and um, there's so many interesting characters and um you know rural ireland has incredible personality and um, that i think doesn't get depicted enough and i suppose we've just seen an opportunity to uh depict our world and um, with a bit of authenticity and yeah hopefully find an audience and hopefully people will go and check it out and um, tomorrow and, and the coming week well, thank you so much, Patrick, for coming on and telling us all about it. And I wish you the best of luck at the IFTAs. You're going to have to let me know how you get on when you're there. And <laughs> well, of course. Do. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. All the best. So if you want to see Lakelands, it's available to watch in cinemas tomorrow. It's a great start to the weekend. Coming up after the break on Midlands 103, the Bjaltana Festival 2023. Encore. Brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore and for the month of May, the Arts Office at Leash County Council are inviting people of an older age to join in some of the wonderful events that are happening all across Leash through the Bialtana Festival 2023. And in celebration of creativity, the theme for 2023 is interdependence. Moran Nikonal, who's an Arts Officer with the Leash County Council, joins me now to talk about the different events happening across Leash. I am absolutely delighted to be joined by Moran Nikonal, who is an Arts Officer with Leash County Council and she's joining me to talk all about the Baltana Festival 2023. And Maureen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for inviting me, Shannon. No problem. So I guess what exactly is the Baltana Festival about? Well, the Baltana Festival is a festival of cre- uh, celebrating creativity for older people. And we are inviting people of an older age to join in some of the wonderful events that are happening in Leash over the course of the Baltana Festival this year. And the theme is interdependence or independence. That's the theme. Um, and uh, that we all depend on each other, really, is the important thing to note in that. So uh, coming up that, uh, this evening, Thursday uh, at 8 p.m. in the Dunhamay's Arts Centre, we have the Catherine Young Dance Company. And uh, people, if they want to hurry down to the Dunhamay's Arts Centre, for that, there'll be tickets available on the door. Uh, and it's a lovely event taking place there. We have a four-week programme in memoir writing uh, starting on Monday the 8th of May over the course of four Mondays from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock in the Leash Art House in Strad Valley. And uh, writer uh, um, Eileen Casey will be delivering that programme. Uh, she herself is from Offaly and uh, she's entitled the programme Digging, Digging Memoir Workshop geared towards unearthing personal 
our family history treasures. Um, we also have uh, a lovely art exhibition in the Dunamay's Art Centre, and it is the Leash Activations Art Group. So it's member of, members of this group uh, took part in training with, uh, with the, the programme we ran for older people, and it's for carers and, their, uh, and the, the people looking after them. That's taking place in the, in the Dunamay's on the 10th. And uh, we also have a very nice training program on socially engaged arts with older people. And this is being led out by a lady called Sarah Thornton. She's been working with us since last year. And she is delivering a program on, uh, in the Dunamay's Art Centre from 11 to 4 on Wednesday the 17th of May. She specialises in creative ageing practices. She's worked in the UK and she's now based in County Tipperary. And we're absolutely delighted to have her join us. And that is free of charge. I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity for people interested in working creatively with, with, uh, through the arts and maybe delivering um, training, uh, arts training with older people as well. So it's not only aimed at older people, it's aimed at artists who are interested in exploring working with older people. Um, there's a literature open mic event in the Dunamays on the 11th of May and everybody's free to come to that so that would be a lovely experience and then on Tuesday the 16th of May from 2 to 4pm we have a screening of a film called Dawn to Dusk and a discussion afterwards so it's an artist collective of ladies called Nicolica which means for hags and there are six visual artists and one jazz musician and one curator, writer, who came together during 2020 to explore the whole theme of being female, older, and hopefully wiser. And following that screening, there will be a, an interview with the filmmaker Perry Rudin and uh, Catherine Marshall. They're both members of the Colica, and it is chaired by Anne-Marie Kelly. Of course, you know Anne-Marie very well in, in the radio station there. She's a radio producer and she's also working with Midlands Ireland as a content creator. And refreshments will be served at that. The libraries are hosting a whole range of events also. Uh, so you can find out about those through a library service. And um, we're just really delighted that together with our colleagues in the library service, the Dunamay's Arts Centre and ourselves in the Arts Office, that we're able to bring a varied programme celebrating creativity in older age. And I think that this year's Bialtona Festival promises a great variety to choose from and we hope that people enjoy it. There are so many different events that are planned and, and this is running for the entire month of May all across the country. So it's, it, I think it's an incredible right. festival to have, especially um, in Ireland. So I guess you'd mentioned the theme is interdependence. Um, mm. Can you tell us a bit more about the theme and why do you think it was picked? Well, it was picked nationally by the, the head office, the Bialtona office. But I think it's, it's just that, you know, we all need each other to, 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 to run things, to arrange things, to take part in things. And I think we are dependent on the knowledge of, the, of older people in the community um, and that they, in turn, are dependent on us to ensure that, you know, the services and the facilities and the opportunities to engage Fully uh, in our in our in our country in our county 
uh, that those opportunities are provided. But we are dependent so much on older people also. So it is a, an interdependence, therefore giving an independence to all people, especially people of an older age. And it's great to have I events like these. That, yeah. Um, since, especially since COVID, because a lot of the older community wouldn't have come out. You could, you could be going to a couple of events and people, of course, aren't to think that, oh, well, I don't have the money to go to that. If you discuss that with the organiser, I'm sure that there would be, uh, a, a, we would be able to facilitate that uh, entry if there was a difficulty with paying. But just that people have the opportunity to listen to the lovely stories that people have to tell uh, and also see the wonderful performances and share their own stories, which would be the opportunity in events such as the open mic event where people can share their own, you know, um, their own useful creativity for, for, for the audience to hear. Because it's, it's, it's great to keep those stories and poems going. And uh, Olivia Murray is, is really looking forward to hearing from people uh, to take part in that. And I guess just for um, listeners that are, that are wanting some more information, where can they go to get that? Okay, so there are brochures available for the Leash Programme. We've, we've published a brochure and uh, that's available from our office uh, and throughout the county as well. But if anybody wishes to contact us seeking a copy of the programme, we can certainly send it out. If they email us at artsoff, that's short for art office, artoff at leashcoco.ie and the brochure is on, it, the, the, all the information is on, uh, on view uh, online as well. If you look up leash.ie, you'll be able to get the information there or even look up Leash Bialtana Festival 2023 uh, and the information will be there also. That's brilliant. Moran, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about this festival. I'm very excited to see what um, comes from this in the month of May. Thank you so much for having us and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out and about. Big thank you to Mwiran for coming on and telling us all about the exciting events that are happening all across Leash for the Bialtana Festival 2023. Creativity is a key factor in how we adapt to change and no more so than in relation to ageing. So if any of the said events sound like something you would be interested in, head over to the Leash County Council website for more information. And of course, you can head over to Dunamay's Arts Centre for ticket details for any events or the libraries across Leash. This show is going so quick, but coming up after the break, West Mead singer-songwriter Ellen Omwera will tell all on her music journey and her latest song Start Again right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 183 thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com So we love a bit of music here on Encore, especially when it comes from incredible local talent and I'm delighted to be joined by Westmead's singer-songwriter Ellen O'Mara. Ellen, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Thank you so much for asking me. Thank you. No problem. So for our listeners, tell us a bit about yourself and your music. Um, well, uh, my name's Ellen Omara, as, as you said. Um, and I only really got into music in the last few years during lockdown. Um, I think just there was so much more free time to pursue it. Um, and I was kind of going through a bit of emotional turmoil at the time. So it really helped to write music. Um what am I doing with my life currently? I'm working for Peter McBerry Trust, um, which I'm sure you've heard of. 
Um, so that's just what I'm, I'm up to at the moment and trying to pursue music on the side. And how do you find managing the two? Um, it's, it's harder, to be honest. Like, I definitely used to write more music a few months ago when I didn't have the job, but it's also good because I'm in Dublin, and so I have more opportunities to do open mics, and I'm planning on kind of starting busking now soon. Um, and I do, with the job, they're 24-hour shifts, so I get a lot of days off in between. Um, so that does give me time to pursue music on the side. And do you so think sure. that it's influenced your music at all? Um, definitely, I suppose it has a little bit. I do try and kind of write about current issues and, I guess, um, pol- political issues too. Um, and I think just working on the job, you do see a lot of, obviously, sadness. Um, and it can be quite upsetting to see because obviously they're always just opening up more centres rather than reducing because the housing crisis is just always getting worse. So yeah, in that way it has definitely influenced my music a little bit. And how have you found writing your own music? Um, honestly, I it, it kind of came to me really easily, but at the same time, a lot of my songs were terrible. Like I used to send them to my family and they'd be like, yeah, this is, this is brutal. So I think it's just that I write a lot. So with that eventually some of them are kind of good and but yeah usually they're just stream of consciousness I write them really quickly and then I kind of go back and I'm like oh that wasn't so bad and that's really how I how I go about it. And do you play your own instruments? And yeah I play guitar and I play a little bit of piano but I'm actually not great at piano so just guitar really. And do you find that that helps with the creation of some of your songs? I think so too, because with guitar, you don't even need, like, I'm not even very good at guitar, but you only need a few chords, really, and you can get by pretty well, as long as you can sing, um, which helps. So, uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I only know very very few chords, but I managed to make it work. Well, I mean, you know more chords than I do anyway, because I know none. <laughs> so, maybe <laughs> you've also had a massive hit on TikTok. Oh, yeah. No, TikTok is, is mad, because you can just get really lucky, I think, and then Things you think will do well do terrible, and then things that you don't expect to do really well. Yeah, I just had one kind of song that really blew up, um, but I haven't actually finished it or released it. Um, it's it's kind of a personal song about you know struggling with body issues and the pressures of society on women. Um, so that one did very well, yeah. Yeah, because it, it got uh, close to a million views, which is absolutely incredible. It is mad. Yeah, I kind of I forget that that happens. Um, but then it, it passes. You forget. Um, you kind of forget these things happen. But TikTok, yeah, it's great. You can kind of just get like a fifteen minutes of fame, and then it's gone. <laughs> but it is. It was fun. And and has it made you want to put more of your music up on the on the site? It definitely has. Yeah, because with that, like, I did get a good few followers and just really supportive um, kind of comments from that. So. Yeah, it ha- it definitely, I'd say that was the pivotal point where I was like, maybe I will, you know, release my song and I will pursue music a bit more. So it did really um, inspire me. And what's coming up for you in your career at the minute? I know with work, it's probably a bit difficult to plan things, but what's coming up in the future for you, Ellen? What's coming up? Well, I actually, it was kind of funny, um, like a day after I released my song, I also won another competition to get like a free stay in the uh, studio. So I'll be recording a new song in like a month. And I think I'm just going to record more songs and release them. And um, that's the plan, really. And just I'm going to be going to do a lot more open mics and gigs in Dublin. So that's the future at the moment. Oh, I love it. So your latest song you have out is Start Again. Can you yeah. give me the backstory for it? 
Um, the back story is it was this summer and I just had no idea what I was doing in my life. I mean, I still don't really, but at the time I was freaking out. Um, and then I also, on top of that, just kind of went through a breakup, which really helped um, solidify those good feelings. So, um, yeah, then I just sat down and it was really in like 30 minutes and just started talking out loud about how I was feeling, which wasn't great. Um, and then that song came about and then I showed it to my family and they were like, you know, I actually like this. It's very depressing, but uh, I like it. And then I just, I, I sent it around to a few people and got a really positive response. So that's where it came from. And it's a beautiful piece itself. I've listened to it and we'll actually play it on the show now in a little bit. <laughs> no problem. You're that's welcome. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're delighted. And, you know, is was what was it like writing your first song and having that out? Um, it's a bit weird. It's I. It's nice. Like it's. I'm kind of. It's moment of pride where you're like, oh, it's done. I've released this. But then it's also weird when you have people coming up and they're like, I love your song. Like the lyrics really resonated. And I'm like, I. I. Everyone knows my business. You know, it's a bit weird. <laughs> but it is. No, it's really nice. I've loved this. And how many other songs do you have out now, or is that your only one? Um, that's the only one that I've actually released. Um, I had also recorded properly, like in a studio. Um, but I also know that I could probably, I should really just record a lot of my music myself. That's the way people are going. It's just doing it at home. So that's the only one, but there will be more. That's the plan. And how do you find recording your own music at home? Because it's obviously a lot easier these days than it was, let's say, 10, 20 years ago now to record at home on your phone or anything like that. It's not too bad. Well, I mean, I'm there, it's not that professional what I'm doing, but I just did a garage band and then I have a good mic. Um, and that does me and then just trying to produce it a little bit on GarageBand so yeah you can get you can do a lot at home now and do you have any sort of advice that you could give to listeners that are thinking of pursuing music but just don't know where to start or are a little bit scared I think just go for it because like yeah you're, you're only young once and I think it's a great thing to do honestly I don't know why not no, oh, I love it. Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. I'm very excited to play your single start again on the show. Do you want to introduce it? Uh, sure. Um, this is my single start again. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Midlands 183. Wasn't that just an absolutely incredible song? That was Start Again by Westmead singer-songwriter Ellen O'Moore. And if you really enjoyed her song, make sure you check her out on Spotify and, of course, on YouTube as well and follow her on TikTok and her Instagram. Her TikTok seems to be doing very, very well with a million views. Incredible. So before I leave you this evening, I have something exciting to tell you. So who in your community goes above and beyond when it comes to customer service? Time is running out to give them the recognition they deserve in the Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards 2023. Nominations close tomorrow. And it's all in association with All Pro Recruitment and supported by Leash and Offaly County Councils. So there are so many categories to choose from. So in the awards this year include Best Beauty Salon, Best Skin Specialist, Best Nail Salon, Overall Employer of the Year, car dealership of the year and builder of the year. Now, there's definitely somebody that comes to mind when I say those. So time is running out. So if you want to nominate your favorite business, do it now. You can head over to midlands103.com and make sure to nominate them over there. Give them the recognition they deserve for their outstanding customer service. 
it's the you know it'll be a great day out for everybody and you know it'll mean the world to the business that you nominate and we've had an absolutely brilliant show thank you to all of my guests especially to the Tullamore Musical Society who are actually about to go on stage right now for another one of their incredible performances of Michael Collins. So it was really, really nice to have director uh, Pat McGowan and chairperson of the Tullamore Musical Society, Colin Hughes, on with us. And then thank you to director Patrick from Lakelands. He was on with me and that is out tomorrow in cinemas. So make sure you go and check that out. And the Leash County Council, thanks for them for coming on about the Bialtana Festival 2023. I know I was slightly pronouncing it wrong, but it's all fine. And then again to Ellen Omware with her beautiful, beautiful songs. That's it for this Thursday's Encore. It's gone so fast, as it does every week, and I absolutely love it. So thank you for listening. I've had incredible people that have joined me. And again, if you want to partake in the show, you can text or WhatsApp 083 30 10 103, or you can email me to encore at midlands103.com. The, f- sh- the show's gone so fast. But yes, if you want to be a part of the show, make sure to let me know. And that's it. I will be back next Thursday from 7pm with more of what's happening in the arts across Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Have a great evening. I really hope you enjoy this Thursday. It's nearly the weekend. We're almost there. So don't go anywhere. Stay here on Midlands 103 because the incredible Joe Cootie is here with Country Roads with all of your favourite country music. And he's going to be in right after the 8 o'clock news. I will be back next Thursday. I'll chat to you then. Have a good one.